What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, everybody. This is Wilkie Law and Kyle Krieger with Lighthouse Educative Development Project, and we're bringing you our 11th, 11th podcast. So sit back, relax, and let us um, learn you something, as my uncle and um, grandpa, grandparents used to say. Um, what's going on, Kyle? Not much. Uh, enjoying the... Uh... First week of June, working hard, been working on the second year of our uh, LEA program, which has been good, and I'm just loving life. My sister is about to, anytime in the next two weeks, have their second child. Don't know what it is yet, boy or girl, but I'm excited in a few weeks to be able to meet him or her. Awesome sauce. It's always good to have stuff to look forward to. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah, I'm enjoying my summer break, if that's what you want to call it, um, I feel like as as uh, as you move in education and you move up, you kind of um, your summers get shorter, your years get longer. Yeah. Um, but I'm good with that because it kind of keeps me fresh and keeps me going, keeps me motivated for the next year. Or so, uh, who knows? It there will maybe be my last summer to be um, doing this. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, start with a little clear the air. Um, Start with you, Kyle, since, since, uh, uh, okay. since Ben's not here with us. Uh, ben is not here with us. Ben is at uh, his two-week uh, Marine Corps training, his annual training, so we uh, we wish him the best. You know, he's not here, but uh, I was really disappointed. This is my clear of the air, and it's nobody's fault. I was really disappointed because I don't know if people follow baseball, but the Memorial Day hats that both the Astros were wearing, and I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm a Milwaukee Brewer fan, were wearing were so awesome, and I wanted one so bad, but at 40 bucks, it was just above my price point for a hat, and I was so disappointed. Yeah. Those are some dumb hats. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But I, I believe I may be able to find your hat. Hey, uh, here we go. Yeah, I was looking at some Brewers hats yesterday for you. And I said I may give me one just to support. Uh, the old school Milwaukee Brewers blue with the glove. glove. The glove yeah. emblem is still one of the best baseball hats. Like the it, classic baseball hats are so much better. Like the classic, like the Detroit Tigers, like just that D or the Oakland A's, A, those kind of like logos are still. Because it, it said a lot with just a little bit. Oh, still the best. The Oakland A's green, green. with the yes, yellow bill yes. hat is, is... Dude, let me just tell you a so funny story. Amazing. I know this is totally off topic, but I remember when I was younger. I think I must have been about in 7th or 8th grade. Wasn't really a baseball. Didn't follow professional baseball, really. But I remember I got a pair of white and green Adidas. And I went to the store to buy me a hat to match my Adidas. And the hat that I found was a white and green Oakland A's oh. that just had the A's on the front. Oh, and then I ended up finding a tan and green leather Adidas jacket that went okay. with it. Dude, so when I tell you Dude, to put you that fresh. unit together... You were fresh. Oh, my God. So fresh. What was that, like 1988? <laughs> Actually, it was close to 86, 87. Oh, so. <laughs> yes. On All right. point. All um, right. Well, my clearly air is um, is, is a little different. Um, normally, I'm, I'm I'm talking about stuff that's going on, but I'm gonna talk about myself this time. Um, I know we were supposed to meet up, and I told you I had been going through uh, the other day. Um, June fourth was my mom's birthday, 
And, um, you know, we lost our mom 23 years ago to cancer. Um, she was the strongest woman, still remains to be the strongest woman I've ever known in my life. Um, and I, I've always gone through depression around the time that she passed away, around Mother's Day, around her birthday. And then again for my dad around Father's Day and then on our birthday because my dad and I share it. The last few years, I have been coping with it very well. No bouts of depression. And this year, for some reason, it just really hit me hard. And and I just want to talk to people about, you know, people, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about depression and don't want to talk about what things that, that affect them as far as their mental health. But I think it's very important that, that we make sure we know those signs and we surround ourselves with people that's going to help support us and not coddle us. Um, uh, my wife was amazing through it all. Um, I know I was a handful, but she kept being there for me. And um, even my sister, one of my sisters called and checked on me. Didn't call me, called my wife to check on me to make sure that I was okay. Uh, but I, I got what she was trying to do. And, but it just really hit me hard because, you know, I was just sitting thinking that my mom would have been 66 years old this year, um, which is still young. Um, her and my dad were married uh, young. Um, and like I say, it, it just, people always say it gets better, but really, I think you just learn to cope. And, and, and like I say, it's a feeling that that, that emptiness, it, it, nothing can fill it, I mean, at all. But I just, like I said, I just want to urge people that, that when you know that there's something that's plaguing you that you're dealing with, know your, know your triggers, know your warning signs. And if you can't find help, get help. There's enough places out here where people can actually go out. And if you need to talk to someone, don't be ashamed to go in and talk to someone. Get yourself checked out because there are people who who can't deal with it to the point to where they end up taking their own lives or they hurt themselves or other people in the process. So um, I want to thank you, my wife, and my support group for being there um, and just kind of just being there and, and having that ministry of a presence of being there um, through that. So that's my clear the air. Um, so I made it through without crying up. So that's Dude, pretty that's good. That's all good. <clears throat> but yeah. That's all good. So, all right. So now we're going to jump into our We Connect cards. Um, I drew the first card. So Kyle gets the first question. Who ya? Um, <sighs> question is, what things hold you back from doing what you really want to do? What things hold you uh, I back? I feel like we maybe answered this one already, but we'll answer it again. Um, what things hold me back from doing what I want to do? I think, and this is pray tell to a conversation we've had this week. I think what sometimes holds me back from doing what I want to do is that I get, oh man, what's the right way to say it? I get out ahead of myself. Um, because I can be so... I, I can lose the reality of situations. I don't... Um, and I think back to when we did the disc profile a few years ago. And it my disc profile told me that... Uh, and it was spot on for me. It, it said something to the effect of... I often overestimate my ability and underestimate challenges. So that's sort of where I'm at. Is once I get a good idea in my head... Uh, I'm I'm going full full bore, but at times I can get so wrapped up in it that it um, 
skews my judgment and and makes me lose focus on the real mission and on the on the real priorities. I would say. So sometimes I get a little. Too, sum it up. I get a little too in the clouds. Sometimes I I need to be a little more boots on the ground at times. <laughs> All right. Um, what things hold me back from doing what I really want to do? I would probably say doubt. I, um, you know, it's amazing. As I'm, 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 I always tell people, I have a very healthy self-esteem. Um, and but sometimes um, when I'm not accomplishing something, it's because I doubt. Um, I mean, I've doubted my my own abilities my whole life. I didn't think I would graduate high school. I didn't think I would have a chance to go to college. I didn't think I was good enough. Um, I didn't think that I would ever graduate college once I started. Um, I doubted whether or not I could complete graduate school. I mean, there was so much. Um, I have doubt now entering into my doctoral program. There's like, but I've learned to try to let it allow myself to use it as fuel versus as a retardant. So um, I think that's one of the things that really holds me back is my doubt. Because right. doubt kind of keeps you from committing. Yeah. Which is my word for the year. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you on that. So again, if you like these questions, big shout out to Chad Littlefield and Will Wise at weand.me. We connect. Um, great group of guys if you have not heard of them, you should Google them and find out more about them. Um, they have a lot of great things going on over there. I was following them on Instagram and some of the pictures and, and some of the things that they're doing is just huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Can't wait to partner with them and, and get some things going on our own. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that's that segment. All right. So now school is out. The last bell has rung and most teachers are saying tag parents now you're it and teachers are running off to go as they say now adulting um i feel like i adult every day so yeah it's kind of what happens once you get responsibilities um Mm -hmm. but there's one thing that i want to talk about and um we were talking about this before we came on air is that if you look at the research the research says that most students lose anywhere between one to two months a year during the summer vacation of learning. They call it learning, summer learning loss. And this is something that's been on my mind is that if we know that our students, when they're not actively engaged in learning, when they're not actively engaged in some type of, um, something that's gonna help them uplift them or encourage them to do something, that they're gonna lose their learning, how much so does that affect teachers? Is there a learning loss with teachers? So I'm going to ask a question to you, Kyle. Do you think that as over the summer that if you're not, as a teacher, if you're not doing anything to build your craft or to better yourself, do you feel that the learning loss accounts is an account for teachers also? Um, I, I think it can be, especially for me in the summers. I went to summer professional developments, but for me, a lot of it was just to fulfill the required hours as opposed to really hone in on my craft and I just felt like a lot of times I was going to the same trainings that were just kind of repackaged and done differently because of my content area and those types of things. So 
looking back now, could I do it over? I think I would have started my summer with reflection. I think, and I know I'm taking this a little bit out of order, but it makes sense here to say that I think I would have really started my summer, you know, maybe taken a week off to just unplug, but then really gotten into really reflecting on the year before I decided to pick what trainings I was going to go to. And then also I think it would have, I think it really for a teacher, it needs to expand because it doesn't necessarily mean you got to keep learning just within your craft. Absolutely. If you're reading for pleasure, if you're listening to podcasts, if you're listening to audio books, if you're, you're doing things to stimulate yourself mentally, that stuff is not lacking. I, I think the gist of the summer learning loss is when, you know, kids don't do anything that really stimulates their mind or keeps their brain fired. And I think for teachers, I think it's important that we don't just limit ourselves. I guess that's the best way I would say it. I wish I wouldn't have limited myself to only really learning, you know, from the professional developments that I went to. I wish I would have taken more initiative to learn about things that I was really interested in. Because you never know in your class when you're going to be able to use, you know, whether you want to read Harry Potter or you want to read biographies or whatever it might be. If you're a good teacher and you know your kids, you know your craft, you can take just about anything and flip it into your classroom and make it relevant. Absolutely. I, I, I like the fact that you went there with reflection because I think that a lot of teachers, when, they, when, they, when the school year ends, to them, they're just as excited as the kids are. They're ready to shut down. They're ready to, to, to close their books. They're ready to forget that year ever happened and move on to the next one. But in the process, I'm going to not think about school until August. And I'm guilty. I mean, I, I, I can hold my hand up and say I'm guilty of saying, you know what? I don't want to think about this classroom until August. So I spent the entire month of June, the entire month of July doing whatever I want to do. Then when August, when I get back, I have to resharpen my tools because they're not being used. And I, I don't think the teachers really realize that sharpening your tools. I mean, if I baked every single day or if I'm a chef and I cook every single day and then all of a sudden I just put my knives down and I stopped using them, there's a process that has to go in before. You got to dust it off before. That takes time. You got to sharpen the knives. That takes time. And all of those things you're doing now in the thick of trying to get everything together when what happens if you just stay sharp? You know, I love ET's... um, Stay ready. Stay, stay ready conference. It'll be here. Plug out to uh, ETA and Eric, Dr. Eric Thomas um, and the Stay Ready Conference. That's be it'll be here in Houston, July seventh. Um, that that you got to stay ready. You know, when I was breeding dogs and showing dogs, one of my claims to fame was people like, oh, your dogs are always looking like they're they're, they're show ready. And I say, well, if they're show ready, then I don't have to get ready. I condition my dogs 12, 12 months out of the year. You know, that, that was the thing that I did. I didn't feel like I had to wait until it was a show because I may not even go to a show, but they still looked that way. You know, and I think that as teachers, if we keep in mind that we're focusing on, again, shaping the minds of the next generation, we, we can't afford to take days off like that. Take a week, reflect. Take two weeks, take a week to reflect and another week to say, you know what, I'm just going to let my hair down and get, get crazy then I need to start saying, what do I need to do to build me? 
Because I think that's when, that's when, as an educator, you start to shift and realize that you're the captain of that classroom. And in order for me to facilitate it masterfully, I have to start looking at what am I going to do to sharpen myself. And like you said, it doesn't have to be content specific. Most of the books I read now are not about math. You know, they're about building personal development, building character, how to stay positive in a negative environment, you know, how to lead people, how to speak to people, how to influence people, how to sell. I think all teachers should spend a summer or a couple of weeks out of the year going through a sales course. You know, how did Uncle G, Grant Cardone, big shout out to Grant Cardone and the Grant Cardone family over there um, in Florida, because again, who does not need to sell? We sell every single day as teachers. And I think that when you don't do anything, you're cheapening. And I, I totally agree. And the other thing I was thinking about, too, is, you know, when saying this, and we're not advocating, I don't think you're advocating, that you got to spend all your time all summer grinding and grinding and grinding. But if you're going to spend, you know, the, the five days before you get ready to go back, eight hours a day doing it, why, you know, that's 40 hours. Why won't you spend an hour a day for the 40 days you're off? Absolutely. And, and, do, and do that hour a day, you know, just to really give yourself that time. I mean, you, everybody, you know, in the summer, if you're a teacher, most people, you can find an hour a day. You can find 20 minutes a day. You can find, you know, wh- whatever it is. So if you approach it that way, it makes more sense. But also the thing is, too... I don't think, I think the mindset has to shift from this year is this year to really thinking about the longevity of your career and not saying, I'm, I'm trying to get ready for, I got ready for this year, this year's done, now I'm going to wait and get ready for next year. Rather than just saying, I'm going to continue to build my craft as a teacher every single year so that it continues to get better, you know, rather than thinking about it as, you know, this year is separate from the next year. Right. And this year is separate from the next year. Because I really feel like the the job of a of a teacher, you know, you're accumulating your, your credential, you're accumulating all of this good impact and this influence that you've had over all these years. It comes down to what Ben was talking about the last time where you have that survival mentality. Mm-hmm. But if you've survived this past school year and you wait until August to get ready for the next one, you're already in survival mode. Already. And, and, and the thing about being in survival mode, one of the things that uh, my pastor, Dr. Boyd, always says is that, is that when you are in survival mode, your thinking is different. You'll make hasty decisions in survival mode because your brain is saying, I just got to get to the next second. I just have to get to the next minute. I have to get to the next class. I have to get to the next week. I have to get to the next break. I have to get to the next summer. Versus saying, I'm in thriving mode when it's saying, no, I don't get to. I am. I'm here. And being pre- fully present in every moment that you get. And again, right now, I just started um, reading The Power of Broke, Damon John. Big big, big shout out to Damon John. If, if, you, if you're listening, I'll, shoot, I'll tag you in this. Make sure that you get an opportunity. But... Power broke is blowing my mind. And I'm an educator, you know, and I think every entrepreneur, every student should read this book because it changes the mindset of what it takes to really be successful. And then I just downloaded um, The Power of Positive Leadership uh, by John Gordon. Um, 
I've been following John whew, man, for about five years now. I've read most of his books, and this is just the next installment. And I think that as leaders, we have to know that we're responsible for, for shaping that culture of what, we're, what we expect from everybody else coming, coming in. You know, I noticed Chick-fil-A and McDonald's could be on the same block, got kids or workers from the same neighborhoods, but the environment at Chick-fil-A is totally different than the environment at McDonald's. Yeah. Why? Because there's a culture there set forth by the leadership that says certain things are intolerable, some things are non-negotiable, and that we're not even going to discuss it. Same kids, they're friends at home. They, they run on the same street, live on the same block, working in two different cultures. One thrives, one does his best just to survive. Yeah. So. And I, I really feel like that too. I, and we hope that when you listen, if you've listened consistently across this, that you understand we're talking from our experience. And in my experience, I really just wish that I would have had a, just a growth mindset to know that you know, there's so many ways you can impact a kid beyond just teaching math or teaching social studies. And the more you grow, the more knowledge you have, the easier it just is to connect with those kids. So, you know, if we're talking about the summer, you're in it. If I really could give one piece of advice to wrap that up, find, find a, an amount of time you can dedicate every day. You can dedicate 30 minutes, dedicate 30 minutes. If you can dedicate an hour, dedicate an hour, but do something that you can do consistently. Like the good routine you keep up is better than the perfect routine you can't follow. Don't say I'm going to do this three hours a day when you know you can't. Because if you say I can do 30 minutes and you do 30 minutes, there's going to be a lot of times where you go way beyond 30 minutes. So I really feel like just adopting that growth mindset as a teacher is good. And then I, I think, you know, the following year, hopefully you would be talking about, Hey kids, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing this summer to make sure that I continue to grow. And then I think that's where you kind of backstop that mentality that kids have that they lose it during that time. It's what, as a teacher, it's what you model, whether it's your mindset or your habits, that's what you model. You know, you just said something, taking it and breaking it apart. And as I was writing it, as I was thinking about how you were saying, find just that one thing that you can do. If you say you're going to do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes before you go to bed every day, that you're going to spend time intentionally building yourself. Doesn't matter what it is, content or whatever. In a 60 day, let's just say summer 60 days. It's a little bit more than that that we get off. But let's just say in those 60 days, you'll get 60 hours of personal development. That is an invaluable amount of time just from taking 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night right before you go to bed. Whether it's journaling, whether it's writing a goal in the morning and then at night reflecting on how did you accomplish it or how many steps did you need to accomplish that. 60 hours of your, yourself, your personal development so that when you go back to the school, you're sharper than you were the year before. And I like what you say, it's a continuum. Even though the kids change, the curriculum may change, the tests may change, the, the, all the nuances of red tape that you have to get through may change, but at the end of the day, our craft doesn't. We have to educate the minds that come into the classroom. So, 
I think that's a good stopping point. Thank you for that nugget, Kyle. Hey, you're welcome. Happy to do it. Uh, normally, that's my piece, but hey, it fit today. It worked. It worked perfectly. It worked. So, um, I, one thing we have to do before we go is plug LEA. We kind of talked about it earlier. Um, we're getting ready to start a booster a booster pro, uh, campaign to try to um, gain funding. Uh, but in the process, you'll get a nice gift in the process. Um, we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Um, again, LEA is, is our, our mission is to go out and inspire teachers, inspire them, and help them become better at their craft. And um, right now, like I say, if you're listening to this and you know educators who could benefit from it, give us a call, email us, LEA at the LED project. Dot com and we'll get yep. back with you as soon as possible. Yep. And uh, on our website, a couple different places, you can download a PDF of our brochure. So if you have um, people who are interested, want to know more, we have our, our brochure on our website. If you're on our homepage, it's right below where we have our mission and vision statement. It says uh, download the PDF and that will give you a PDF of what our services are and give you a better description of LEA. Otherwise, you know, follow us on Facebook. We're Lighthouse Educator Development. And yeah, otherwise we appreciate it. Like I said, we'll come back with a little more about uh, our booster campaign, which is going to be what we think is a pretty rad t-shirt you'll get for donating to us. And when you donate, uh, more than likely, it's going to certain things like, you know, our travel to conferences to be able to pay for us to go stay in hotels and you know to be able to rent spaces if we're working with teachers and and do those kind of things like as simple as making copies so that we don't have to charge our teachers as much as we otherwise would and there's a chance we're doing our program for free just to get it out there so whatever you can do for us it really helps and like i said you'll get a pretty rad t-shirt in exchange yep 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 if i have to say so myself it's going to be pretty nice so um, that's going to wrap it up. Um, big shouts out to everybody who's supporting us. Uh, please support us. Please support us. We're trying to get on iTunes. So as you listen to us, leave us comments, remarks, questions. We'll gladly address them on the next podcast. All right. So until next time, signing off. <laughs>